Hello. Welcome to the Aquarity Podcast. My name is Jalen Brown, your transgender, non-binary queer host. I am a second-year dual-degree MD-MPH medical student, and I am so excited that you're tuning in right now. What is the Aquarity Podcast? Let's chat about it. My background as a queer individual and interest in research and advocacy related to sexual and gender minorities has led me to the creative activist space, where I hope to use this platform to expose the existence of LGBTQ health inequities and the efforts to dismantle them. This is the only podcast educating about the struggles of LGBTQ people related to public health and medicine in every episode. And imagining the beginnings of this podcast, I had a couple of thoughts come to mind regarding who may listen. Maybe you're a parent of an LGBTQ child who wants to understand the challenges regarding navigating the healthcare landscape that your child may encounter. Are you thinking about the impact of anti-trans non-binary legislation on your transgender child's mental and physical well-being? We'll talk about that. Maybe you're an LGBTQ patient yourself who struggles navigating the healthcare system because of discrimination and adversity. We'll discuss specific experiences of people of different sexual orientations, such as being bisexual, and how by erasure, or ignoring the legitimacy of bisexuality as an identity, can negatively impact the doctor-patient relationship. You also could be a researcher yourself, looking to pivot your current focus to include more sexual and gender minority-related health topics. This is the podcast for you too. If any of these descriptions fit you, or if you are someone who stumbled here by surprise, keep tuning in and you may find out something new you didn't know before. We'll be chatting with researchers, community activists, healthcare providers, journalists, and more to answer questions like, why does bi erasure exist and what can we do about it? Are anti-drag laws meant for the interest of protecting children? or for discriminating against LGBTQ performers? How does cancer screening for non-binary and transgender individuals become overlooked? So I started this thing off by saying we're discussing LGBTQ health inequities with invited guests to discuss the work being done to expose and dismantle them. However, if you're not familiar with the term health inequities, let's define it. Otherwise, skip over the next five minutes. First, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation writes health equity means that everyone has a fair and just opportunity to be as healthy as possible. This requires removing obstacles to health, such as poverty, discrimination, and their consequences, including powerlessness and lack of access to good jobs with fair pay, quality education and housing, safe environments, and health care. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the United States ascribes health equity to the state in which everyone has a fair and just opportunity to attain their highest level of health. Achieving this requires focused and ongoing societal efforts to address historical and contemporary injustices, overcome economic, social, and other obstacles to health and healthcare, and eliminate preventable health disparities. The American Public Health Association mentions creating health equity as a guiding priority and core value of APHA. By health equity, we mean everyone has the opportunity to attain their highest level of health. These definitions are a great basis for understanding the ideal scenario of health. It is not only that we're living without sickness or disease, but also that we're thriving to live the best version of ourselves. Health equity speaks to the ability for everyone to access the care and resources necessary to thrive. When we talk about inequities, societal and community level factors intercede in that access that is required for proper health equity. 
Instead, individuals become disadvantaged to care for themselves or their families, and thus we see disproportionate rates of a disease. You also may be asking, what's the difference between a health difference and health inequity? Health differences speak to general discrepancies in health outcomes for individuals linked to different factors. However, a health inequity is explainable as a preventable barrier rooted in social and community injustice, such as non-pronoun-friendly environments for LGBTQ people, or discrimination against queer couples trying to conceive. In these examples, health differences turn into health inequities. I like to think about the terms inequality, equality, and equity using a nice visual. So for audio purposes, you'll have to listen closely. Imagine that you have a father, a middle child, and a baby all in a row. Now imagine that they are all trying to watch a baseball game with a fence in front of them. Because the father is tall, he can see over the fence. However, the middle child and baby are too short and cannot. This first example is inequality. Whether someone can view the baseball game depends on their natural height. No assistance exists to help the individual get access to care or achieve better health outcomes in this scenario. Next, let's give ladders of the same height to both the middle child and baby. Now, with this assistance, the middle child can see the game. However, the baby cannot since the ladder is not tall enough for them. This second example is inequity. Structural factors may exist to help people get access, but due to prejudice and discrimination, these people may get reduced access or no access at all to healthcare. Now, if we give the appropriately sized ladder for the baby to see the game, then this would be equity. Now, all three people within the family can see the game. Everyone in society would have the appropriate support necessary to be as healthy as possible. We find this in social service programs where larger families receive larger benefits from the government compared to smaller ones. Finally, imagine that we remove the fence entirely. There will be no need for a ladder as now the father, middle child, and baby can all see the game clearly without any advantage or disadvantage. This is liberation. Our society values liberation for the individual and neglects liberation for the group. Capitalism and laissez-faire markets run the American economy, yet LGBTQ people still don't experience liberation and economic prosperity, like social mobility and fair treatment as a group. The purpose of imagining the father, middle child, and baby scenario should open your eyes to the realities of our world and give a background for understanding health inequities as viewed in this podcast. And why focus on LGBTQ plus people? Countrywide in the United States, where I am and worldwide as well, the lives and well-being of queer people are under attack. Several states in our country have passed anti-gender affirming healthcare legislation that has severely limited the ability for transgender and non-binary identifying individuals to be who they are. The passage of these dehumanizing and harmful legislative acts has resulted in queer people across these states feeling hurt, persecuted, and disenfranchised. As of this moment, the American Civil Liberties Union reports 474 anti-LGBTQ bills have been introduced in 2023, with many becoming laws and the number likely to increase. In particular, the access to gender-affirming hormone therapy for minors has been limited in many states, such as Texas, Minnesota, Georgia, and more. These bills tend to cite the lack of evidence regarding the benefits of GAHT for minors over risks. We'll be talking about the impact of these bills on transgender youth, given the current evidence from peer-reviewed cohort studies, as well as anecdotal experiences of youth on GAHT. 
many other LGBTQ plus health disparities exist as well and are being exacerbated by policy and legislation. How many transgender people report denial of employment opportunities? How many transgender people experience discrimination in bathrooms? How many gay, lesbian, and or bisexual people report being uncomfortable with a non-LGBTQ plus healthcare provider? How do cancer screening rates compare between populations that are LGBTQ plus and cis-het populations? If you're a queer couple wishing to conceive a child, how does the current landscape of anti-LGBTQ plus policies affect this option for you? As well, often, intersex individuals are left out of the conversation regarding LGBTQ plus identity. What impact do procedures on youth born intersex have on their identity later in life? All of these important questions I hope to explore in as much detail within the scope of this podcast. Many theories in both the physical and social sciences fail to explain the existence of health inequities. It's important that we have a basis for getting the conversation right. An example would be the idea that genetic differences between individuals of different races explain health disparities, such as COVID-19 infection. In reality, genetics contributes to health differences, but not health inequities. The key aspect regarding health inequities lies in the ability to prevent and mitigate their occurrence by changing the social environmental influences that lead to their genesis. Since the establishment of the Human Genome Project, we know that human beings share 99.9% of identical DNA across all races. Now, that leads to our discussion of race and health inequities. Race has historically been viewed as a genetic construct when it has always been a social one. At the root of all health inequities involving people of different races exists racism. In the words of journalist Ta-Nehisi Coates, race is the child of racism, not the father. Most recently, the clearest examples of racism at play involve George Floyd's killing and the deaths of several other Black Americans at the hands of police. LGBTQ plus people of color, particularly trans women of color, show higher rates of mortality compared to other transgender individuals. Here, we see the role of intersectionality, another important term when discussing health inequities. Owed to legal scholar Kimberly Crenshaw, intersectionality refers to the inseparable, multifaceted connection between forms of oppression. Using trans women of color as a case example, sexism, racism, and transphobia combine in a unique triad that can explain the increased risk of death that these individuals may experience. In this podcast, we hold accountable the agents that drive these forms of oppression. Likewise, we must acknowledge xenophobia, classism, elitism, ageism, ableism, cis normativity, literally you name it, serve as the root causes of health inequities. I seek to expose these oppressive powers related to LGBTQ plus health inequities with people who have spent time and effort to understand, mitigate, and or somehow reduce their propagation. If you're a queer person listening in right now, this next section is for you. And if you're in the United States, I'm frightened for the future of the nation where we live. In 2021, the National Center for Transgender Equality reported 47 transgender lives have been lost since 2021. Same-sex marriage equality, while protected by constitutional ruling, still has not gained approval in a congressional law, such that we may see the loss of same-sex marriage in the future. Laws across the country are being passed that may limit the ability for you to work, to speak, to thrive, and just to live. 
I want this podcast to serve as a resource for you to learn how to maintain safety and learn how to survive amidst policies that are meant to devalue and sabotage our livelihood. You'll be able to participate in the conversation here and share what type of health disparities have impacted you personally. You deserve better access to healthcare, better outcomes for your health, and better treatment in the health system. I welcome you to participate in this podcast as we have real discussions on the plight that LGBTQ people have been experiencing in this country for years. Please feel free to call this podcast out for not addressing bias and skipping over important conversations that need to happen. There's a lot of topics to explore, and being mindful of all the different types of health inequities that impact queer people matters. If you're not LGBTQ and are listening in, you're the ally that we need. This fight is as much about your loved ones or your friends or your colleagues or your neighbors as much as it is for you. Our society has significantly benefited from the contributions and existence of LGBTQ plus people. Do you love modern day pop music by gender bending queer artists? Are your fashion choices based on the designs of LGBTQ plus individuals behind the scenes? Have you been to civil protests and activist rallies for LGBTQ plus rights? Do you like to Vogue and are you a fan of Madonna? LGBTQ plus people in many ways have shaped these forms of expression for you. In history, people such as Audre Lorde, James Baldwin, Harvey Milk, Frida Kahlo, Prince, in some way, each of these people have used their queerness to express themselves. Our appreciation for what these people have done and what LGBTQ plus people will continue to do lies in your ability to stand with us so we can be here just like you. That's it for this first episode. If you would like to support the Aquarity Podcast, please consider donating at the following link at kickstarter.com slash projects slash EQP slash Equarity dash podcast. You can listen to us on all platforms where podcasts exist, including Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Pandora, and more. None of the views in this podcast represent the views of the institutions that the people speaking are a part of. All views and statements are personally held and expressed. But we hope that you carry on the conversation at home so we can improve the system that we're in. Our strength in fixing these issues lies in numbers. Make your voice heard and vote. Stand up and don't be a bystander for your LGBTQ friends. Check in with yourself if you're LGBTQ or your loved one and ask them what they need. They'll appreciate it and so do I. Lastly, there are many organizations at the local, regional, national, and international levels already doing incredible work to protect the lives of queer individuals and advance us towards health equity. Please check out The Trevor Project, GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, or The Human Rights Campaign. Take care, and we'll see you in the next episode.